Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Nathan Crankfield, the host of Seeking Excellence podcast. Today, I got my guest hosts with me, Seth and Tori Slayman. They talk about dealing with change and they get to some vulnerability of just some of their past. And, and they're going through a ton of transition and stuff right now, similar to the episode I did on dealing with change. Um, but this is their perspective as they're going through a lot of changes in their life. And so I hope that you take away uh, some of their wisdom and just all that they have to offer here, because I think this is a great episode packed with um, just realness and uh, just practical things that you can do to help you in times of transition and change, which a lot of people shy away from and, and are uncomfortable with. So I hope that you love it as much as I did and uh, check out more of Seth and Tori. As always, go to her blog until I figure something else out.com. She's constantly coming out with new stuff, blogs, prints. She's got a, a new newsletter that she's sending out and stuff now, and she's just crushing it. Love, Tori, love, Seth, and check out soon, upcoming soon, Seth and I are going to be jumping on an episode together, which I'm super stoked for. We're recording that uh, this week, so that should be coming out here shortly as well. God bless. You were never out of the fight. You were created for a time such as this. You are now preparing to be sent into battle. God is calling you to be his disciple, to be formed in virtue and holiness. He has appointed you as an ambassador of his kingdom, to go and represent him to his people. And he's enlisted you as a soldier of Christ, to be sent out to fight for the good in this world. You are not made to make excuses. It's time for you to take extreme ownership for your life, for all of your life. It's time to rise up and finally be the man or woman you were created to be. Follow God. Lead others. And never surrender. It is time to begin seeking excellence. All right, welcome everyone. This is the Seeking Excellence podcast. This is your boy Seth and your girl Tori. And this is the third or fourth installment of us hosting the Seeking Excellence podcast. So grateful to be on here. Um, yeah, everything going on with Seeking Excellence is going really well, and we're really grateful for everyone's support. So thank you for listening to this and all the episodes. We've got a really good one for you today. It's actually the second time we've recorded this one. Yeah, so hope, <laughs> we had some hopefully it records issues. this time. The first time around was really, really, really good. So just know you're in for a treat. So let's this hope, one's yeah. going to be really, really good, too. Yeah, let's hope that we stay with that. Everybody stay with just that say course. A quick prayer. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> okay. Um, so this was kind of my idea, and I brought. Um, right now, Tori and I are going through a lot of change. Wait, just say the topic first. Topic is change. Topic is change. We are going slash transitions. Transitions, and we are currently going through quite a bit of that. 
We have both just accepted new roles. I started this week. She starts in a week and a half. Mm-hmm. And we're, we will be moving back to Kansas City, where I'm originally from, mm-hmm. here in a couple weeks. Or in a couple months, sorry. And, yeah, I mean, really exciting change. Change that we wanted. Um, and we're, yeah, grateful for that opportunity. But I feel like we have both experienced a lot of change in the past everybody's experienced a lot of change in the past year yeah but us particularly so we've you know we've gotten married um engaged within a year and a half mm-hmm. and you moved out here moved out here moved and now we're moving here. back now yeah now this is my second new job within 12 months i mean just a lot of, i don't know if that's an <laughs> i wouldn't advertise for that but <laughs> <laughs> just saying that that is the case um Sorry if you heard my messages. And yeah, I mean, I just feel like we have a lot to offer on this topic and just things that we've stuck with and things that we've cultivated throughout our time throughout these Mm -hmm. periods of change. And also think like lessons, lessons we've learned and experience we've cultivated, but also a lot of experience we haven't cultivated yet. So like kind of our approach going towards the change how we're trying to prepare for the experience. We'll yeah. Be. And also, I know we've said this in other podcasts too, but I just feel like it's a good disclaimer to say like none of what we're saying is being said because we've done it really well or because we're like the perfect role models on it or anything. Like yeah. this is just more like rather than us being like role models talking to people who should look up to us, this is like – we can be your friends just sharing information and insight and maybe things that we've done right or wrong or whatever. Yeah. So I don't, I just think it's, it's like very important to me and to both of us to approach this with like a level of humility and knowing that we're all just kind of like on a journey with lots of change on it. So hopefully we can be helpful to each other in that process. Yeah. And I think it's also helpful to hear how other people handle large changes in their life just to hear if there were things that they did um that they maybe help that may have helped them transition more smoothly or difficulties that they had that they'd look back and do them a little differently because i think that's helpful for everyone and not that that will be not that ours were will be specifically helpful but i think that everybody has something to offer in that that realm Mm -hmm. so i know you have yeah, the, put the, some more fine-tuned questions down. So, what do you have first? So the the first question I have is like more for you to answer, and then I can answer it too. But like, what's like knowing we have all this change going on? Like, how do you feel about it? What's your general attitude towards the change, and why do you think you have that particular attitude at this point in our lives? Yeah, I think just what kind of touched on this, but um. I feel pretty good about it. We wanted this to happen. But I think that to get more into the generalness of the topic, I think that there's like the wanted change and the unwanted change or the unexpected change. Mm -hmm. And this was, this is definitely an expected change, you know, one that we manifested and we wanted to go out and grab it. And this is what we chose to do a lot that will come with it that we don't necessarily realize will be 
unexpected change, like the big change Mm -hmm. is that we're moving back to Kansas City. We don't know what that looks like. And I think that's, that's where a lot of the struggle can come from is those Mm -hmm. unexpected changes. And I think everybody would agree with that. Yeah, especially, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you said, after a year of a lot of unwanted change and unexpected change that was difficult to prepare for or see coming, um, I think everything that's going on now in our lives is also, it's like so much easier for me to see how much grace is in it Mm -hmm. because, like you said, like we wanted this to happen and we've initiated a lot of this change, but it's also been like really easy. Like, as soon as we started looking for jobs, like, it's not like we got one right away, but the process has been, like, very smooth and moved along pretty easily. And so that just, like, it, it just kind of, like, calls to mind the difference between, even if you want a change, it doesn't always happen super easily. Like, in mm-hmm. the past, there have been changes. Like, when you moved out to Kentucky, it took a long time for us to, like, for, it felt like we were, like, forcing it to happen. And yeah. so um, that's something that's... I think I'm learning about change is that even if you want something to happen and are trying to like force something to happen, like, yeah, we can take initiative and and make things happen. But just because we want it doesn't mean it's, it's going to have like the grace of like God's will behind it. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's, I don't know. I, I just feel like it's a very like grace filled transition for us right now. Yeah. And there is so much. There is something to be said about those times when there are things that just like line up so well. Yeah. Like those times when all strides are just like hitting perfectly. Right. And you know, you feel, you feel that everything is moving in your direction. Mm-hmm. And there's just like some sort of like energy behind that that you feel excited about great. because you know that you're doing things right. Yeah. And not that it's all you by any means, but like your really habits. Like not us at all. Yeah. Well, that's pretty much all of life, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, you've. Like, it's sticking with that course and sticking with the positive things that you're doing in your life to like. Not that you're doing it all, but mm-hmm. the positive things that you are doing are having an impact. Mm-hmm. You're just being available. Yes. Your best ability. Father Meyer says. Fa- shout out Father Meyer. Your best ability is availability. <laughs> so that's, I think, the lesson that we're learning is that regardless of what we want or don't want, if we think something is God's will, we should go after it and just do all the little things day after day to make that happen. If, and if God wants it to make it happen, wants to make it happen, he'll make it happen. And yeah, also be aware of how the situation is going. Like at times step back and take a bird's eye view over it Mm -hmm. and just say, is this going the way that I want it to be going? Right. Because sometimes when we're in situations where we're trying to like force a change, it feels like we're just, yeah, trying to put a square in a circular hole, you know, Mm -hmm. like it just doesn't, you can't figure it out. Mm -hmm. And those are good points to step back and just say hey am i making the right decisions or Mm -hmm. am i really committing myself to this because i think that that's that's also helpful to just hear because i think that there can be moments of doubt and change yeah definitely and in those moments of doubt it's like a good 
point to reevaluate, not to mm-hmm. like completely cast aside the decision that you're making, right. but to reevaluate, is this where I'm supposed to be headed? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of like a, an examination of, con- not an examination of conscience, but like an examination of intention almost that you can like come back to regularly. Yeah. 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 Well, that's a good comparison. Thanks. <clears throat> So knowing, like I, just in general, we both feel like pretty good about this. Like we're super excited. It's bittersweet. Even, it's funny because like we said, this is the second time we're recording this. The first time was a couple days ago. And even today versus a couple days ago, it's like more the, this transition, like work transition, life transition, geography transition, like all these things, it's more like bitter to me of the bittersweet than it was a few days ago. Like I'm getting like more and more sentimental the closer we get to it. So Mm -hmm. it's just kind of like a weird juxtaposition from the last time Mm -hmm. we talked about this because it's like your attitudes on things change so quickly and I don't think we realize that. Your emotions. If we're not evaluating them and doing like that examination of intention and like regularly reflecting. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a fair point. So, yeah, just feeling really good about it. But next, I thought we should talk a little bit about the difference between, like, this sort of change that we we wanted, we're excited about, we see it coming, we've prepared for it, we are preparing for it, mm-hmm. versus the kind of unwanted change that we're dealing with in to varying degrees all the time, but yeah. that a lot of people dealt with in 2020 and a lot of people are dealing with right now and a lot of people will deal with in the future. Like, just talk about the difference between those two and maybe, like, how we handle them differently. Yeah. <clears throat> Each person is going to have their own ways of coping with, like, an unexpected change. I think if we just yeah keep going back to like those kind of terms, the expected and the unexpected, um, a lot of people are going to find certain ways to cope with with changes. I mean, what was it whenever whenever COVID first hit or whatever, and there were increases in alcohol sales of like yeah. 200% or something crazy like that. Really? Yeah, I mean, it was insane. No, I because they were like, well, we're going to shut down liquor stores. And everybody was like, well, let's go get our booze before we get get stuck inside for a month. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so. And that they were open. Like, those were the essential places that they never Church wasn't open, but an alcohol store was. Yeah, so I think that there can be ways to. And I know that we'll tie this in here in a second as well but it's also like what habits do you cultivate whenever you're going through this unexpected change because no matter what you choose in some way your life is not the same because it's a change Mm -hmm. so what are you turning to when that change isn't easy Mm -hmm. because most of the time an unexpected change Although it can be good and will be, you know, fruitful in your life, I would say more often than not, an unexpected change is not positive. Yeah. Most of the time. At least the initial reaction. Like, overall, it might be positive, but 
Yes. Especially in if you're time. Not, like, let's say you just don't like surprises. Like, in time. Yeah. Yeah. So understanding how you personally handle that change is mm-hmm. a big factor in how that change affects you long term. Would yeah. you agree with that? Yeah, I would. I would agree with that. And I think this this becomes more and more true the older I get, but it's it's almost like I, sh- I shouldn't be surprised by change mm-hmm. because it's like your whole life you've got kind of like the up and down of like, okay, things are really good. And it's like right now things in our life are so good. We're like on this sort of like high of like everything is just like falling into place. Everything's right. going so well. And it's almost scary because I've learned from life that it's like if you hit a mountaintop, like a valley yeah. is coming. Yeah. Um, and I like I don't mean I don't say that to be negative, but just like more of a realistic confident like hopeful approach to like something bad's gonna happen eventually yeah well, that's whether life. it's like terrible or whether it's just like unexpected or just something that i don't toe. see coming and so it's like the i mean it's cliche to say but like expect the unexpected and so mm-hmm. in the time of things going well it's important to like celebrate them and acknowledge that and let things be good because we're supposed to have those good times but like be focusing on our habits so they're not like anxiously preparing for something terrible to happen, but mm-hmm. they're just good and they're preparing our hearts to be confident in the face of something unexpected. Yeah. Because it, it makes sense that unexpected things will happen. Like that's how life works and that's how God works. Yeah. So what would be your word of advice or a... I don't know. I guess what would be the thing that you... Yeah. I Okay, I have two things on that. So one... Well, I have a, a quote to read from C.S. Lewis that I think like really, really sums this up. It's a really accurate way of saying it. And then I also have like an example story. It just came to mind that I want to okay. like share. Okay. So I'll do the quote first. But there is... Yeah, so just this idea of like any time a change happens, it's like... Okay, like I expected a few things. It's like you wake up on Monday morning and you like spill your coffee. It's like, okay, whatever, that stinks. But like I spill my coffee all the time, so I'm really not that shocked. And then, not me personally, you know, like maybe someone just spills their coffee. I didn't know that. I guess I didn't know that. No, actually, I rarely spill my coffee. Mm -hmm. Um, But (laughs) (laughs) I rarely drink. Well, sometimes I drink coffee. But Let's get to the um, Okay. (laughs) Um. It's like small or it's like, oh, I, I don't know. I hit a red light instead of a green light. Like I'm not, I don't like it, but I'm not surprised when that happens because I regularly have to stop it. A truck cuts you off in traffic. Yeah. Yeah. We were just talking about that. Somebody was upset about that earlier. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, actually that's a great, that's a great example because I was super upset when this truck cut me off right before I got off at this one exit. But now it happens like every day and it doesn't make me that mad because I just know that it's coming and I just deal with it. And so things like that where it's like to varying degrees, small things happen, they are what they are, and yeah. then all of a sudden, boom, like something really difficult happens, and you're like, yeah. okay, all that other stuff kind of makes sense, but like this one is out of the blue, and it doesn't make any sense, and yeah. I don't understand it. I might be prepared for it. I might not be prepared for it at all, but it's, it doesn't make sense logically, and yeah. so I think this quote from C.S. Lewis really speaks to that, um, and it's from it's from his book, Mere Christianity, And it says, imagine yourself as a living house. God comes in to rebuild that house. At first, perhaps you can understand what he is doing. He is getting the drains right and stopping the leaks in the roof and so on. You knew that those jobs needed doing and so you are not surprised. 
but presently he starts knocking the house about in a way that hurts abominably and does not seem to make any sense. What on earth is he up to? The explanation is that he is building quite a different house from the one you thought of. Throwing out a new wing here, putting on an extra floor there, running up towers, making courtyards. You thought you were being made into a decent little cottage, but he is building a palace. He intends to come and live in it himself. So mm. good. Yeah. And I think that really applies, like, even when we hear that quote and we're like, oh, now it makes sense. He's building a palace, whatever. Like, we still don't have the blueprint of the palace, so. What does that look like? Yeah, so it's like, even if, like, bam, something super unexpected, this big change, like, I get fired from my job, I, like, get betrayed by a friend, I don't know, like, right. something really huge and difficult happens, like, yeah. with faith, we can say, like, oh, that's right, he's building a palace, like, it's part of the plan or whatever, but it could still be, even knowing that, it could still be confusing, because uh -huh. we're like, wait, I thought he was, like, building a hallway east and like this is something what you know like it's it can still be out of the blue mm -hmm. but i think it's accurate and then the example i was going to use is from a story about you in college and this could go poorly no it's going to go well <laughs> um but this is more on the the idea of like habits so yeah. it's like in the in between ordinary time mm -hmm. when like everything's going well or neutral or whatever like what habits are we building to prepare us for difficult moments mm -hmm. and so it was like i don't know after we started dating or started talking or something and you'd been like going to mass with me or just like developing this life of faith mm -hmm. and this life of prayer and just like to any extent praying more than you had been previously yes and i remember i was i think i was like on my way home for a fall break or maybe spring break or something and i was in the car and you called me and like you had sent me like a weird text or something and you called me and you said at baseball practice there had been like this big accident with people like oh yeah a really scary yeah accident where these two kids had gotten hurt um and they both ended up being okay but, like, in that moment and, like, for a few days, it was, like, we like we literally don't know if these two kids are going to be yeah. okay. Like, just really big accident that had happened. And I remember one thing you said. This was actually – this was really cool. Um, you were, like, yeah, like, it, I, I saw it and it was so scary. And the first thing I did was I started praying. Mm -hmm. And you made the distinction, like, while you were, like, telling me the story. You were, like, I, if this had been, like, six months ago, I wouldn't have prayed. Yeah. Like, I would have seen it and I would have, like, freaked out and been scared. And if something terrible had happened, I would have been scared and sad and angry or whatever. Yeah. But like I wouldn't have prayed. But like all of like all of a sudden I was just praying, and that was an instinct that happened because of these habits that I had been developing over the months prior. Yeah, and that both of those, both of what you've just said, not directly, but in a way, make me think of just this idea that people are so kind of like when peter is um peter is like lord i will lay down my life for you and yeah. then jesus is like no you won't like you'll deny me three <laughs> times before yeah. the cock crows tomorrow morning mm -hmm. and then sure enough that happens 
Mm-hmm. And it's like people are ready to go out and die for Jesus. Yeah. But they're not willing to not be upset at their mom or dad because they pissed them off. Yeah. You know, like these small things that are problematic, that are God fixing the pipes and God adding an extra wing on. Yeah. When in reality, it may just be your coworker or it may be your spouse who makes what? you upset. What? <laughs> or, you know, anything that is just a minor inconvenience to yeah. you that you blow up. And I'm guilty of this just as much as anyone. But yeah. just like being upset in that small situation rather than not realizing that the small moments lead up to the martyrdom mm-hmm. that is like i will lay down my life yeah for my lord and savior jesus yeah. christ because those are you're not going to get to martyrdom if you don't do the small things right right and that includes everything you know the everything that you just said your daily habits that you're building on your prayer life your i know you'd brought this up earlier but your examination of conscience like that's changes happen every day and your examination of conscience is a good way to make sure that you make a change Mm -hmm. every single day and i'm i'm not good at examinations of conscience but when you do sit down and like it's not like you have to put a ton of effort in you have Mm -hmm. to think about hey here was a good thing that happened today here was an area that i you know i could have done better in Mm -hmm. lord forgive me for that tomorrow i want to be better and not do that x thing yeah and that's like a way to like get used to change in your life Mm -hmm. and i think whenever you are like doing the examination of conscience your examination of like the intentions you have before you start the day whatever like anytime you're sitting to reflect on the goals like Mm -hmm. spiritual goals professional goals personal goals whatever like anytime you sit and think about those you recognize that there's something you desire to do or improve in. And then when you don't meet those goals, you like realize it and you notice it. Yeah. And if you're like, you know, we all get discouraged at different points, but for the most part, it's probably just going to motivate you more. And then it's going to like clarify on a regular, like if you are reflecting on a regular basis, failing on a regular basis, because that's what we all do. Mm -hmm. Like that's what we're supposed to do. Yeah. Failing on a regular basis you're then recognizing on a regular basis what your desires are. And so like with each failure you have, your desires are like purified. Yeah. Like not like clarified first. And then as time goes on, it's like, okay, like I've failed at this 10 times. And I like the more I fail at it, the more I realize like, I don't think it'll actually make me happy if I get there. So like maybe I should like adjust my desire to this other thing. And then in that way, your desires are purified. Yeah, I mean, we've kind of been, I mean, you've kind of been on this kick with me. But for like the past month or whatever, since we watched that Jordan Peterson documentary and like started listening to him, not like a ton, but we've listened to him more than I had ever before yeah i mean we've like like, and his his like theory is like the more responsibility you take on Mm -hmm. the more you feel the more meaning your life fulfilled as a person and that goes exactly in to what you're talking about yeah into what we're talking about Mm -hmm. is just that increase in responsibility that you take 
for your life, for the lives of others, for, yeah, trying to live out the mission of of the church mm-hmm. and all of those involved. I mean, the more you take on that responsibility for yourself and you recognize, hey, like, I can go volunteer here and that will have an impact. I can go be a servant leader here and that mm-hmm. will have an impact. And in my, you know, in my family, I can do this to make, you know, to show them mm-hmm. how to live out the life correctly. You know, not that it's going to be perfect, but right. <clears throat> making strides in that area. That will be so much better for you than you recognize rather than, you know, I'm not saying people are like acting like a victim or anything like that, but rather than being taken captive of victimhood in those situations, recognizing like you have something to offer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. More than you realize. Yeah. I think that's, yeah, I think that's a really huge that's a really huge one because like in the midst of transitions and I like I am completely like completely guilty of this like I do this all the time when or just when things have gone not my way in a big way or something I really want yeah hasn't happened the way that I want it to like and I'm aware of this like victim mentality that I don't want to have like I am on guard against that right but it's so hard. Like it's I, easy to fall into. Oh, it's so it's so easy. And I think, like one of the best antidotes to that, like one of the best ways to combat that, is to recognize that you have something to offer. And the longer you feel sorry for yourself, the less you're offering it, and the worse off the rest of the world. Not even, I mean, the rest of the world, but like the rest of like literally your family world. and your neighbors and your best friends. Like the worse off they are for it. Yeah. Because you have something to offer and your role in society and in these relationships is to offer yourself. Yeah. Like that's what love is and that's what relationship is, is to offer yourself. And it's like, it all just like goes back to habits. Like our habits are building us up in a very like interior way. Yeah. And Jesus showed us that more than anyone else. I mean, he literally offered himself, I mean, he offers himself up every day in the mass. Right. And, like, he, as a human being, probably would have handled the entire passion that we just heard throughout the Easter season in a different way had he not had this life of prayer or had this, these habits that he built up. Or, like, take all the, like, the apostles and the disciples, like, just all of the disciples who were with Jesus who then went on to become martyrs themselves. Mm -hmm. Like there is no way, like look at the people around you and imagine like how passionate and how incredible and how convicted people are that like you and I know about beliefs that they have. Mm -hmm. The kind of people who are saying like, I would die for this. I would give my life for this. I would lay everything down for this. Mm -hmm. And like even the, the best of the people that we know would have a difficult time with that. And yet all of these disciples were able to do it because they'd been cultivating the life that they lived with Jesus who was showing them like daily life. This is what you do. Like these are the ways you care for the people around you. This is the way to do all the little things right. Yeah. And I know this was much cooler in the last podcast whenever we were recording. (laughs) But I had the realization while we were having the podcast how like 
imperative the fact that we just went through lent is yeah to this topic yeah like the entire purpose of lent is to make a change for something that you don't necessarily like that you're handling Mm -hmm. you know to make an active switch in your life an active switch just a funny phrase (laughs) an active change in your life to an area that you think needs it yeah small big whatever it may be and how like that affects your daily habits and your how you handle things because now you're thrown off your your normal routine Mm -hmm. and you have to handle things different you have to think about things different Mm -hmm. and yeah just processing those those things and then now it's like it's time to celebrate like we made it here we went through those 40 days it wasn't for any reason because like if you're constantly going through this like change that's not easy and there's Mm -hmm. no celebratory time then it's like why am i doing this yeah why would i even why would i make a small change Mm -hmm. if in the end i'm gonna keep having to struggle with this and i think that there are things that we all have to like struggle with in the long term you know think some things are going to be crosses that you have to bear for your life but there are going to be things that it's good for you to indulge in in certain times and in periods of your life. Yeah. And I think recognizing that is so recognizing like the, the value of the good times Mm. and the value of the tough times is so much, it's like so much easier for us to grasp that Mm -hmm. because we understand that it's all like sort of linear. Like it's all pointing to a certain direction. It's like, if you've got like an arrow and the arrow is our life, like where the arrow starts is like, okay, we were born and then we go through our life. And at the end of the arrow, like, where do we go? Uh It's like, we die and where do we go? And if we just die and we don't go anywhere, this idea of like a life of mountains and valleys, honestly, like that's just exhausting. And what's the point? Like that's like, that's a pretty hopeless situation is like, what, what's the good of like the really great times and like those Easter moments who are you living for? Right. Who are you living for? And like, where do you want to go? Like, you're going to go somewhere. And it's this reality of like, when we die, we're going to go somewhere. And yeah. that reality redeems the rest of our life. Like that reality makes, I guess it, it puts the rest of our life into this greater context. Yeah. Where like without the reality of eternity or the opportunity to go to heaven, it's like this is all there is and that's like a pretty hopeless situation if you're looking at it in that context right and on the flip side and a lot of people have a lot of people look at it in that context right so it's like how do you live your life as a christian in a way that shows these people who are so stuck in their ways Mm -hmm. and are so afraid to get out of their little box how do you show them that their their daily actions have an impact on not only this life but the next one? Mm-hmm. Well, I think I think first is a realization that it's like it's like quote unquote like stuck in their ways, yes, but it's also just from it's like not in a box because they choose to be in a box. It's like 
in a box because they don't realize they're in a box. Right. They just think the box is the world and that's all that there yes. is. Yes. So I think the best way to like be an example of like of the reality that we're working towards, the eternity that we're working towards, like the best way to communicate that to someone else in like a caring and selfless way is to allow our own actions actions to be impacted by that reality. Like because I believe this, I will live differently. Yeah, and I think that kind of goes. I think that kind of goes back to what I, what I was saying about who are you living for? Yeah. Okay. About live, you know, if you, people who live their lives mm-hmm. simply for their own pleasure and for themselves, which I'm not trying to make that seem like they're selfish or anything mm-hmm. like that. But, but when like that's they just don't, the norm. Like but when, yeah, that's all that they've known. And they don't recognize how much different people who live their lives through the eyes of like, through the lens of I'm living my life for God, not for me. Mm-hmm. That's a vast difference in how you choose to live your daily life. Yeah. And the actions that you make. And I can totally get how that would be very hard on the outset to see a person who is making those changes to live their life from previously being for themselves to now living for God. Mm -hmm. Like you have to make a lot of changes Mm -hmm. in order to get to that point and to, I mean, that's a rocky road to get on. Right. Right. It's not an easy one. Yeah. And I'm trying, like, I feel like so much of this is like conceptual and abstract where it's like, yeah, we can, we can talk about it in a way that makes sense, but then what's, like, I'm trying to think of a tangible, like, practical example, and I, like, there are plenty of situations in life, okay, so here's a situation, like, COVID impacted your, let's say you're, like, a 2020 grad, COVID impacted your school year, all of a sudden you, like, get this email or get this call or whatever that, like, you're not coming back after spring break, the rest of your year is, like, online or whatever. Yeah. Or maybe there's, like, a, a bigger impact. Yeah. Um, and so you get this message, like, you receive this reality. This truth has been communicated to you that, like, this thing has changed. And because it's changed, you have to make a decision about how you're going to live that you live your life. Like, you don't, you don't pretend you didn't get the email and show up to class on Monday yeah. in person. Because it's so real. And it's so true that you understand even though you don't want to go and do something different. Yeah. Like you have to. And so you make a decision and you deal with it. And I think if we understood the spiritual life as being like, yes, intangible, but like it's literally as real as something like that happening. So it's like we could have this truth communicated to us that like, hey, there is an eternity and there is a heaven that you can work towards. And the the opposite option is not heaven like the opposite option is not to spend eternity with god like if that in a similar way to this like covid message is being received like hey this is the reality of it like you're going to heaven or hell like yeah that's the the reality you have to deal with sorry i'm going on a yeah i feel like there could be a lot more that we say about this i know i know i know i know let me just finish this point though i'll let you get let me just finish this point like I'm saying the best way to, like, communicate our hope Mm -hmm. in the face of change is to recognize that what we believe is as real as, like, the bad news of COVID. 
It's like the, the, the news we have of our faith is good and it's as real as like an email like that that just ch- it changes our life. Like we're not going to go and show up right. in class on Monday. I don't know. No, I get, no, I get what you're saying. And it's not like at the end of the day, if the change is not great, poorly affects us. It's like not to say that everything's going to be roses, but like at the end of the day, what was the purpose of why you made that change? Mm-hmm. It wasn't because you wanted, I mean, I guess it is because you want more happiness Mm-hmm. But it's not because you want to find specifically more happiness for yourself. It's mm-hmm. because you want to make God happy. Mm-hmm. And you are trying to live your life for that purpose. Mm-hmm. And there's an understanding that like at a certain point, what what's going to make God happy and what's going to make you happier. It's the same. same. It's the same. Yes, yeah. exactly. Exactly. So I think that that's, no, that's totally applicable. And yeah, I think that that can be very hard to wrap your mind around that if you don't if you're not used to that or if Mm -hmm. you've never experienced that or yeah yeah so i think we have two more like short little questions that i think could like kind of guide us forward but i guess like taking everything that we've talked about what kinds of changes are the scariest when you're like preparing because i feel like we've kind of talked about like Okay, prepare for... Actually, okay. Actually, I feel like we've answered that already. Like, unexpected changes that could happen that are difficult. How do you prepare for those? Like, we've already covered that topic. So, I guess on the flip side, changes that we look forward to. Like, mm-hmm. what's the best way to prepare for changes that we're looking forward to? Um, that we're, like, anticipating that hasn't that haven't happened yet. And this... Are you asking, like, in this current moment for us or just generally speaking? Um, more general, but, I mean, if it's helpful yeah. to reference our Generally situation. speaking, I mean, I, th- I feel like I kind of touched on that, but just, like, in the moments that are going really well mm-hmm. and you know, like, that is obviously a lot of grace, mm-hmm. but also you are doing, your habits are doing, are something that's manifesting that situation as well yeah um so just knowing that having confidence in the things that you're currently doing Hmm. and sticking with those like what like what are the things that you notice that give you life throughout the day when you're in those moments like Mm -hmm. looking back and um taking a look at at those things i i was listening to some some podcast with Matthew McConaughey when he was doing his book tour like six months ago or maybe even a year ago at this point. But he talked about how he would keep a journal when he was younger and talk about the things that he was going through. Not only like here were the bad things and like, you know, Stacy broke up with me and like (laughs) these are the things that were happened that were, you know, my grades are bad or those difficulties. But he was talking about, he would write down the habits that he had in the times when things were going well. When he was a kid? Um, No, I mean, probably when he was, like, high school, college, and that. Good for Matthew McConaughey. But he would write down the things that he was doing when things were going well. Yeah. So when things were off off track, 
It's like, hey, I have something to, I have a resource to go back to and look at, here's what I was doing when things were going really well. Right. Let's get back to those. Yeah. And let's practice those. Mm -hmm. And focusing on things you can control too. Because there are so many external factors where it's like, I've noticed that every time the sun is shining, I have a really good day. It's like, okay, great. Like that, it's worth it to write that down because maybe you'll keep it in mind when you move to Florida someday. But like, yeah. Like the the things you can change are what's going to affect your ability to have a good day after a transition that's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, and both of us played sports, so we both have. I feel like we both have a lot of influence from that mindset and that lifestyle. But the one baseball taught me a lot of things, but the one great thing that baseball I would say taught me is like control what you can control. Yeah. Because there are eight other players out there on the field with you, and they're going to mess up. Mm-hmm. But you're going to have to show up when it's your time to show up. Like you, When that ground ball is hit to you, you have to be prepared mm-hmm. and be ready to make that play. And you know what? If you mess up that play, there's going to be another play coming to you here very shortly, so be ready for that one. And it's just like, control what you can control. Yeah. <laughs> Because if you get mad that somebody else makes an error and then that affects the way that you play Mm -hmm. and then you make an error, I mean, then everybody's being brought down. It's like a snowball effect. It's being a snowball effect. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think in like preparation for a change, recognizing that like, okay, on my best days, I'm doing this on Mm -hmm. my like best baseball games. I notice I do X, Y, and Z or whatever. Yeah. It's like if you like, let's say you have a specific habit of like every day at ten forty five in the morning, I write in my journal for ten minutes, and yeah. I've just noticed that when I do that and I like take a break at ten forty five, my days are better. Right. And you're approaching this transition where there's going to be like a change in your schedule or something. Yeah. Something you can do is like not only resolve to do that after the transition, yeah, but protect your ability to do that after the transition. Yes. So if somebody says, like, hey, like whenever you adjust to this new schedule, let's get coffee every morning. Mm-hmm. You can say like, yes, but not at 1045 or, mm-hmm. you know, like it's like an act of protection of the things that. that are valuable because valuable habits and valuable, yeah, valuable habits are worth protecting. And that's like an, an active thing that you can do. Yes. Proactively. Would you have anything that you would add to that question? Um, I feel like I had something else. I don't know. I I think that was my main thing. Um, Oh, yes. Okay, so one last thing. On, so my freshman year of college, I went to, well, I was supposed to go to India for a mission trip, and that, like, fell through. And I went to El Salvador for a mission trip, which was Mm -hmm. great. But um, before the India trip, I remember we met, and some of the people on the trip who were older, and they'd been on other trips and other, like, pilgrimage sorts of things before, uh, one of the, th- the, like, the piece of advice they gave us is, like, have an intention before you go. Mm. Like, don't just show up and step off, like, step off the plane and yeah. and expect, to, like, everything to be great. And, like, you know, it will be great, but have an intention before you go. Kind of like that vacation versus pilgrimage sort of idea. Yeah, we did that, too, whenever we went yeah. to the Holy Land. Like, we, we probably met at least a month. We would have a holy hour, like, each week. Yeah specifically for the holy land pilgrimage and preparing for it Mm -hmm. and something more than like god bless this trip but like god increase my ability to be 
let me be open for it on this trip like let me be open for it yeah yeah Yeah, like open my heart in this way or whatever experiences you want me to have like let me be prepared for those right right yeah and so you know like the the advice applied to when I went to El Salvador too and it was great and it was a great trip but I did not do a good job of that and I guess the short way of saying it is just that like that was a lesson I learned like Mm -hmm. That I, I, if I would have done a better job of preparing my heart for a specific way to grow, yeah, um, or a specific way to, yeah, just a specific way to grow, like it would have been even more beneficial, beneficial than it was. Um, and I think that is something that's really important in transitions too. Is like know what you want to get out of it because it's not like a neutral lateral change. Like it should be an upward movement towards something better. Like yeah, we should be growing and getting better all the time. Yeah. So. What about you? Anything else to add? No, I I mean I don't I don't know how many more questions you have written down, but I would say that go ahead with it. Oh. Yeah, I just have one. Um were you gonna say something? I mean, yeah, I'll just I'll wait till okay. we're finishing up. Um Never mind, we already answered it. Okay. So no more questions. The la- the last thing I was gonna just say was that the purifying and suffering point that we wanted to touch on we didn't really hadn't really touched on that much Uh but yeah i mean in the unexpected changes where there are things that are difficult to process just knowing that like you're suffering (coughs) just knowing that your suffering is god bless you is um is worth something and it matters and it's not yeah it's not worthless so just recalling that in those moments it's almost like kind of like i said earlier where you're taking that bird's eye view it's almost stepping back in that moment of like things are really tough let me just step back and just recognize that although this is tough and this is difficult, this is still good for me. Mm-hmm. This situation is trying, and the Lord went through something that was very trying as well. Mm-hmm. And his, you know, his suffering was obviously worth everything. Yeah. So just being aware that your suffering is not is not pointless in those situations when it can very it's very easy to get overwhelmed yeah by the situation that you're in and the feelings that you have and the emotions going through that situation yeah yeah that's definitely true and i think because we're like just by nature we're so Mm self-centered and i don't mean that in like an entirely i just mean that in a literal way like yes we only have our own brain. Like we are thinking about ourselves more than anyone else's. Yeah. Um, that like sometimes it's so difficult to step back and take that view because mm-hmm. all we can feel is like pain or frustration or discouragement or, you know, like we just get down on ourselves when a change we want isn't happening or a change isn't going the way that we want it to. Yeah. And just realizing that like it's not all about us and that's a good thing. Like our control is actually so limited and like the great the greater picture yeah um and whenever we're having a difficult time 
understanding the meaning of suffering. Yeah. We can all, honestly, anytime we're having a difficult time, like period with anything, it's like, okay, just look at Jesus and look at his life and what does his life and what he went through and what he experienced teach me about the way I'm supposed to view my life. Yeah. And if Jesus was supposed to go through the suffering and I'm supposed to learn to be more like him, then I must be supposed to suffer. And if Jesus went through, I mean, even from like a moving standpoint, like Jesus moved every three days, like he's always like going to new places and going to new towns. And like most of the time it was because people wanted to beat him up in the town he was in. So it's like, even from that very literal, like he's just changing those locations and moving around all the time. It's like if Jesus is constantly being forced into these changes of all sorts of like varying Mm -hmm. magnitudes. And in the midst of that is probably enduring some sort of suffering. He's probably learning the entire time or like not even learning, but it's just probably being affirmed over and over. Like the more he's making decisions in the midst of change to choose his end of sacrificing his life for the people he loves, which is us, which is cool. Like the more he's choosing that and making decisions that lead him there, like the more he is confident in those decisions. Mm -hmm. And I think we can do that too. Like, in the middle of difficult times or difficult transitions, like as long as we know our end and as long as we know where we want to end up, if we're making small little choices that reflect that, like all future choices will be maybe not easier, but maybe not easier to do, but like easier choices to make. Yeah. Even when they're hard. Yeah. 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 So would you have anything else that you'd want to add to this? I don't think so. I think we covered everything that we were planning on covering i feel like we kind of got off topic a little bit but honestly talking about this i feel like one of the things i've realized is that like it's all change everything's changed like it's all relating any lessons we can learn about big transitions are really just the lessons we learn about the little transitions and those are happening all the time yeah yeah so if you're going through something tough stay with it stick the course yeah know that it's good for you to be insane for if you're going through something really great right now you're a palace you're not a palace yet but you're going to be a palace yes all right (laughs) (laughs) um well great thank you all for listening in um once again seeking excellence go follow us on instagram facebook anything go follow the blogs at seeking 365 yes Yes, I mean, we're putting out a lot of great stuff this year. It's been, has been awesome. And I know that Nathan and the whole team has been working really hard. So we're great. Also, congratulations, because we haven't done a podcast since that's the congratulations to Nathan and Emily, who just got engaged. Yeah. So just. Other big news. Go pray for Emily and Nathan. Yeah. Yeah. And keep seeking excellence in the whole team and your prayers. And we'll do the same for everyone out there. Um, Go check out my wife, Tori's, until I figure something else out. Go check out her prints and her blog. She's doing a lot of great stuff. I know you're putting out some stuff for Mother's Mother's Day Day and and Father's Father's Day. Day. I don't know when this podcast will come out, but if it's not Mother's Day and Father's Day yet, come on over. Yeah, and if it's previous to then and it's not out there yet, it'll be out there soon. There you go. So keep an eye out for it. Um yeah otherwise have a happy easter season god bless you and thank you for listening bye